Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Toldos. And in this parsha we see the continued unfolding of the dramatic narrative of the lives of the families of the matriarchs and the patriarchs, the Avos and the Maos. And it's in this week's parsha that we are introduced to the family that Yitzchak, Avinu, and Rivka Imenu built together. Two sons, Yaakov and Esau. And although they're twins, although they come from the same parents, they become two dramatically different people, choosing two divergent life paths. Yaakov the simple man, a man who dwelled in the tents of spirituality, and ultimately again, Esau being an Ish Sode, a man of the field, a more brute, coarse individual. And the Torah tells us, of course, Yitzchak Avinu gets on in age, and he tells Esau, Come prepare me, Haveli Matamim, bring me something to eat, and I want to bless you before I die. Now remember, Yitzchak Avinu is unaware of the transaction that took place between his two sons. The fact that Esau, in a moment of what he perceived as desperation, went ahead and sold his birthright for a bowl of lentils. Yitzchak Avinu, of course, knows nothing about this. And therefore, Esau is the Bahar, Esau is the firstborn, and Yaakov wants to give him a bracha before he dies. Now, it's interesting to note as well that Esau, of course, doesn't tell his father this either. In other words, when Yaakov Avinu says, come, let me give you the blessings of the birthright, it's not like Esau says, hey, dad, I sold it. You know, really, you got to give it to Yaakov. You know, I was hungry, bowl of lentils. He doesn't say anything, which indicates to us that Esau himself still wanted the bracha. So we know the story. Esau goes out to hunt to prepare for his father some delicacies. Rifki Menu overhears the conversations. She tells Yaakov quickly, dress up like your brother go in masquerade as your brother and get the brachos which are rightfully yours. Yaakov Avinu hesitant and Rivka Aminu says listen, listen I like if anything bad happens, anything goes down, anything goes south, it's on me. It's on me. Yaakov Avinu again listens to his mother, puts on the clothing of Esau and then the dramatic encounter occurs. So Yaakov, you have to imagine the scene, is walking in like wearing the furry clothing of Esau bringing in a tray of delicacies prepared by his mother, by Rivka, for his father Yitzchak. The Torah says as follows. This is in Parakhov Zayin Pasachov Beis. Vahigash Yaakov Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu comes closer to Yitzchak. Vahimushehu. And Yaakov, excuse me, Yitzchak felt, felt Yaakov. In other words, remember, Yitzchak Avinu senses that something is off. Something just doesn't, that just doesn't feel right. He can't put his finger on it. So remember, Yitzchak Avinu at this point is blind. He's unable to see. So he calls Yaakov over. He says, come over. And now, when, when, when Yaakov is in close proximity, Yitzchak touches him. And what does Yitzchak Avinu say? The voice is the voice of Yaakov. But the hands, the clothing, the body is the body of Esav. So it's incredible. In other words, Yitzchak Avinu understood something here is a little bit off. What does it mean when he says the voice is the voice of Yaakov? In other words, I understand the second part. I understand because Yaakov was wearing Esau's furry clothing. So he felt like Esau. What does it mean when Yitzchak Avinu said the voice is the voice of Yaakov? And Ashi HaKadosh says, Yaakov Avinu spoke nicely to his father. Kumna, please father, stand up. Achalna, please eat. A lot of pleases, a lot of pleases. Things that Yitzchak was unaccustomed to hearing come out of the mouth of Esau. So Yitzchak, Esau, Beloshon, Kanturya, Dibar, Yokum Ovi. Esau was a harsher individual. Esau was a more brute individual. He spoke in, in curt, commanding ways. So Yitzchak Avinu is a bit confounded. Hayadayim Yide Esau. I think it's Esau. It sounds like it's, it looks like Esau. 
In other words, not with his eyes, but with his touch. Esav's clothing, Esav's body, but yet the voice of Yaakov. And the Chachmei Musar ask a very interesting question. They say, Yaakov, I don't understand. You're already dressing up as your brother. You're already masquerading, right? At the end of the day, remember, he's tricking his father. We could go ahead and figure out he's, like, he's not really lying. He is lying. His mother told him at the end of the day, he is coming into his father, playing the role of Esau. He's wearing Esau's clothing, although again, he doesn't, you can interpret his words in different ways, but he's playing the role of Esau. So the Chachmei HaMusser ask, if you're doing it, then do it then why not change the way you talk to sound a little bit more like your brother? In other words, you're playing the part. You're already playing the part. You're following your mother's instructions. The ruse is going on. So be all in, commit yourself to it, and want to do this, then commit to it. Why doesn't Yaakov change the way he spoke in order to present more like his brother Esau? And I saw quoted in the Chachmei Musar, in the name of the Chachmei Musar, something absolutely beautiful. Listen to this. Mikan nimtzanolameidim. From here we learn something very profound. Shelechol davar chitzoni hayayakov mesugal leishapis leshanos as pertufali damos leisof. Yaakov Avinu was willing to make compromises. Yaakov Avinu was willing to make changes. Yaakov Avinu understood. You see, one of the greatest takeaway lessons from this, from this entire story is that sometimes to get things done in life, you have to leave your comfort zone and do uncomfortable things. It, it's a lesson. In other words, we don't like to think this way when we're young and idealistic, but as we get older and enter into adulthood, we recognize that life often calls on me to make many compromises, to do things that I'm not as comfortable with, but at the end of the day, the job has to get done. I don't mean like usser or illegal or anything like that, but sometimes I have to leave a little bit out of my comfort zone to be able to go ahead and do what, what, what needs to be accomplished. And Yaakov Avinu is willing to do this. He understood this was, remember, Yaakov could have said no to his mother. He's, a, he's an adult man. He could have said, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not I, I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. I have a moral compass. I'm not allowed to lie. I'm the Isha Emes. I'm not going to do it. But he didn't. He went along with what his mother said because he also understood on some level that this is what needed to get done to advance the familial agenda. This is what needed to get done to move the Abrahamic vision to them. He understood it, even if he didn't, even if he wasn't consciously aware of it. He was conscious, he was at least subconsciously aware enough that he understood he had to listen to his mother's advice and do something that was uncomfortable. But see the Chachamim was just something amazing. Yaakov Avinu draws a line. He draws a line that although I'm willing to compromise and I'm willing to go ahead and, and even leave my comfort zone on certain things, there are other things that I cannot compromise because if I compromise them, I fundamentally lose my personalistic integrity. I fundamentally erode my sense of self. I'm no longer me. I'm no longer me if I'm willing to compromise on everything. And Yitzchak Meosha writes, V'ulam, la'akem motzeh piv, u'ladabra ki ishkas v'lush l'shakala, l'hotzi mi piv mila megunos. So Yaakov says, I'll dress like Esau. I'll dress like him. And I'll even go ahead and present like him. What won't I do? I can't talk like him. I, well, I won't talk like him. I won't use the words he uses. I won't be crass or crude like he is. And I will not lose that, that verbal sensitivity 
that is part of who and what I am. I'll compromise certain things. I'll leave my comfort zone for certain things. But at a certain point, I have to draw the line. This I will not compromise. This I will not change. Because if I do that, I lose my sense of self. And what an incredibly profound lesson for us. Because dear friends, as we go through life, don't we live this each and every day? We live in a world, right? And as Jews, we have an obligation to be part of greater society. We have an obligation to make contributions to the world around us in so many different ways. Those, those that are known, those that are unknown. And sometimes for a variety of different reasons, you know, if, if, if I had my choice about how to live my life, I would live it like in this misgaret, in, in this framework, in this box, because that's, that's my comfort zone. And sometimes, or I should say often, maybe even all the time, I have to leave my comfort zone. Maybe it requires me to interact with people who I'd rather would not normally interact with, or maybe even have to be involved in things that I'd rather not, I'd rather not, but I have to. But life is all about identifying. What are the things you're willing to compromise on? And what are the core parts of your spiritual identity that cannot be compromised, that cannot be changed, that are non-negotiable? And where do I draw that line? And there's not one line, because each of us, we're different people with different lives and different realities. But this is the message for all of us. Be willing to compromise. And yes, sometimes to accomplish great things in life, you have to leave your comfort zone. But my avoda is, I have to identify, what are the core things that make me, me? What are the core things that are pillars of my spiritual identity? What are the things in life that without them, I totally lose my sense of self? And when I identify those things, I realize what I can give on, where I can compromise, and where I have to stand my ground and draw the line. If you're unwilling to leave your comfort zone, you accomplish nothing. If you leave for your comfort zone all the time and nothing is sacred, then you become a nothing. Life is about this incredible balance. Where am I willing to yield? Where am I willing to leave my comfort zone? And what are the things in which in life I cannot compromise? I cannot in any way cross over the line. What are the things where I have to stand my ground? And I think, that, you know, when Yaakov Avinu is in there with his father, and Yitzchak Avinu says, Hakol kol Yaakov Esav. You see, I've often thought that when you read this Pasuk, to me as the reader, it like sends a little bit of fear. Oi, he's about to be discovered. And I think that Yaakov Avinu, when he heard that statement, a big smile came on his face. He's like, yes, father. Absolutely right. The Adayim can become the Adayim Esav. I'll wear his clothing if I have to. I'll feel like him if I have to. But the piece that's me, the Kol Yaakov, that's never going to change. Not for anything, not for any circumstance. That is what makes me, me. That was the Koach of Yaakov Avinu. And may we be Zochem Yer Hashem to find that Koach within ourselves as well. Wishing everyone a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.